0: Yo what is up? I am back from my small hiatus. I have been extremely busy. Uh was it the last podcast I had is August 22nd. And let's see how many did I do? So I had a 5k on the 19th, 27th and I have one tomorrow. I've also been kind of the head coach of our flag football team, which we have games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I just, I've just had a lot of stuff to do, you know, and although my podcast is extremely important to me, it's not more important than what's actually happening in my life, right? Like I, like I've always said, play hard, work hard, don't. (laughs) don't discount your responsibilities. Always take care of the stuff that you need to take care of because all this, again, comes to an end eventually. And you can always come back to talking to folks. You can always come back to start inspiring. You can always come back to motivate. And I know you guys rocking with me. If you've been rocking with me, you know who I am. You know how I operate. And I always got your back, right? But I did want to mention, big card this weekend, UFC 290. UFC 290 three we got israel adesanya versus sean strickland tied to alexander volkov justin Toffa, austin lane tyson Piedro, anton turkacic oh kai Franz cut cut from the card i guess his he got injured or something but that's a big matchup because Joanna Asanya is back at it again fighting whoever he wanted to fight his Duplessis, but he was not going to be ready for um, the event. So he's giving him a pass and fighting Sean Strickland, the only other person right now that's, I wouldn't say deserving, but next up. I did want to touch on Korean Zombie retiring. This is not going to be an MMA podcast. This is going to be about something else. Um, Shout out to Korean Zombie Man. I don't know if a lot of people know about this, but obviously Korean Zombie, he's a Korean fighter, and I'm also Korean. But in South Korea, you have to do four years in their military. It's mandatory service. Now, you can delay that as an elite athlete, politician, whatever. There are certain stipulations. But he still had to take a four-year hiatus. Um... And, man, it kind of robs you of your elite years. And he's just same old zombie, still going forward, still st- throwing hard punches. But his chin is just not as good as it used to be. And he got knocked out by Max Holloway, a person that's not known for power. Known for volume, but not for pure power. And uh, he decided to retire. Now, if you know his walkout music, Zombie, I can't remember the band's name, but the original um, Zombie, I think they played that song for about 15 minutes straight after he walked out of Octagon, man. It was pretty, it was cool, and you know, again, a sign of us getting older, because man, I remember Korean Zombie a long time ago, and then now it's just... He's retiring. Let's see. What's the first UFC? So he was in WEC in 2010. So 2011 was when he made the UFC debut, only because the UFC didn't have those small weight classes at the time. And 2011 to 2023, man, that's a long career of fighting. And he started his first professional fight was in 2007. So. Man, shout out, I, I can appreciate and love anybody that does something that they truly love to do and then get to retire from it. You know, I know a lot of us don't get that option and I might not even get that option either if this never takes off or I never find anything else outside of my corporate job, but For anybody that seeks out to do something, like going to the NFL, going to the NBA, and I know people are like, oh, they're just rich people. I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, it's still their job. They're W-2 employees. They clock in, they clock out. Yeah, their paychecks have a couple more zeros than ours, but they don't get scrutinized by millions of people every Sunday or in, in July in the NBA finals in October for baseball. You guys, we don't get scrutinized like that as regular people. And, you know, hopefully I get to the point where I have so many people talking about me or giving me criticisms or giving me praise where I can make those decisions and I can retire from this knowing that I inspired and, and moved a generation to do better at whatever they're doing, right? And that, that puts us where I want to talk about is um, the fact that I've been really motivated and trying to keep on top of all my athletics and personal things at bay, right? I've been training for running, solely running this year. I am doing a weightlifting meet in October, but I've been lifting for almost 25 years now, so I don't need to train as much as I would need to train for running because I've never been a runner outside of track and field in 2008. If you didn't notice that's more than 15 years ago is the last time I did organized running solely for running, not conditioning for football. And The most recent 5K I had, which I am going to, for real this time, I'm not lying to you guys, after this 5K on Thursday, probably record the video Sunday and try to get it out by Saturday. So, let's see. I'm going to give myself a time frame so I'm not lying to you guys. So, the 16th, I'll try to get that YouTube video out the 16th or the 17th of September uh, about the past three weeks with my 5Ks, my plans for running in the future. Uh, I feel like that's more of a interesting thing for me because I've never been an organized runner. I've, I follow a lot of people and I'll, I'll show you guys some of the programs that I follow. And the new program that I'm about to follow from another YouTube runner, not a YouTube runner, but a runner with a YouTube page, Philly Bowden. She's a marathon runner for the Great Britain. She's a professional. Um, and I looked at a lot of programs and I really enjoyed her programming style, which is kind of like just a lot of hard work. You know, (laughs) if you guys know me, I like doing the reps. I like the grind. I like being locked in a dungeon and, and kept going for hours and hours on end. Um, but, Trying to keep up with my training this past three weeks has been really tough, right? I've been having to run at nighttime, run in the early mornings, even run during the daytime because I know I'm doing something at the nighttime when it's around 100 degrees. I, I got a couple more of those badges where I recorded uh, activities when it was over 100 degrees outside, but I've been getting it done you know, I, I didn't give, uh, I didn't give myself any excuses. Now, uh, race day, obviously I changed my workout because I did the race. Um, that is my workout and I'm not good enough to do another like 5k on top of that. So if I do that, I would do like a, a, another mile jog, cool down, or I would just put, 10 minutes on the clock and, and run around the course or something, something to that nature. And I have made some new or some more running friends when it comes to, um, 5Ks, half marathons and such like that, uh, at work. So we might actually end up doing a half marathon relay with one of my coworkers. So that's exciting. I'm doing a group 5K with a couple of my homeboys that I've recruited into running because, Not a lot of people is going to love lifting weights, man. You've got to be a special person to like lifting weights as much as me or like my buddy Jalen because there's not a lot keeping you there other than your own (laughs) self-hate, you know, and I'm not an aesthetics person. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can have aesthetics and athletics. I was like, if you want to be good at anything, you can't unless you take steroids, then you can do whatever you want because you're recovered. And if you can eat as much as you need to, have at it, dude. I can't do all three of those things. I know I can control my effort and I can control my frequency. And that's what I prioritize every day, all the time, right? Um, so when it comes down to getting the work done, you have to be diligent. Now, even with somebody that trains and has trained as much as me, I have to update my watch. I have to look at my program every day. I have to write it down. Uh, And I had never been one of those kind of people because I've been lifting for so long. I can really remember if you ask me about a date or if you show me a training video, I can tell you what I did that day, the rep scheme, the weights, how many, what time of day it was, I've just been doing it for that long, but for running, I literally, for the first four months of training, I had no clue of what I was doing when I was doing it. Yes, I was recording the runs on my watch, but sometimes that didn't reflect what I actually felt or what I think I did. I'm just looking at a time, and I don't have that uh, second nature feeling of running yet, so I can't just determine what it was. I can look at my PRs and not understand how I was feeling and when I go into runs I have the wrong at least I have the wrong thought process of what time I want to get what kind of splits I want to have do I want to run this 5k where I do the splits by the mile or by the thousand meter a lot of those things I haven't determined fully yet just on my own you know, trying to fit it into my thought process about working out. Because once in everybody who's worked out for 20 years plus knows this, you're kind of stuck in your ways. And if you're trying to find ways to go around it, that might just throw your schedule, your, your timing all the way off. So, I have that with weightlifting. I could go in and complete a workout at any point right now. If I just stop this podcast, go do squats, and then come back, you guys wouldn't know because it would just be like I'm a robot. Um, but when it comes to running, I really have to plan. Like, I can't just go out and run. And that's because I'm taking it really serious. Now, when I was just running at the beginning of the year and didn't have, really have a plan, I was just running one, two, and three miles um fast or slow uh depending on the day depending on what i had to do for the day work-wise what i was doing chores wise outside of work that was kind of hard to play with because i just there was no true organization outside of i do these things on the same days just at different times um now that i have an actual program i can uh I can follow the line, read what I'm doing, plan what I got going on next. And it obviously, you know, when your coach says, just follow the program and do it, and then you do it, it actually kind of (laughs) works instead of just doing random runs fast and slow. And your perceived effort is not matching your um, timing where your race is. And I'll talk more about this on the YouTube video that I got coming out, but I wanted to include this and it coinciding with flag football. Now, I've had flag football practices for the past month and a half now, trying to develop a program on how I wanted to run things, who's doing what. And I've taken a like, well, I've always liked to coach, but sometimes I just. I hated people that were there voluntarily, but complained about everything, right? I've been a coach before. I coached CrossFit and weightlifting for about four years before I called it. Um, Not quits, but I took a break because I I just couldn't deal with the amount of complaining that people were doing, right? And so, talking about coaching... This past weekend was Deion Sanders' first game versus TCU, the national champ runner-ups. And I know before we get started, uh, I was seeing lots of people saying, oh, TCU is a shell of themselves. TCU didn't even have a good defense. They got blasted by Georgia. We got to remember, Georgia was good. I don't care what the score was. Georgia was good. And you don't get to be in the national championship. If you weren't some sort of decent, you can't skate by and get lucky in football, I would say. You can have lucky plays. You can have lucky drives. You don't have a lucky season. They showed enough consistency all season to make it to the bowl game. Whether or not all their games... I didn't watch any TCU games, so I'm speaking out of my my tail here. But I could not not believe that they were good. Even if every game was a shootout, who won? They won the game. They did the thing that you're supposed to do if you're a national championship caliber team. You may lose the game here or there, or you may have a bad drive here or there, but you always end up winning. And to me, that's the sign of a winner. Now, I'm not a big fan of having to go through adversity. I... Would say practice like you are playing and do it at a hun- mentally, do it mentally at 100 percent. Maybe not necessarily the weight or the speed or the toughness or ferocity of the rep, but mentally, you need to be 100 percent there at all times whenever you're trying to do something serious. So when I watched the Colorado game, It was back and forth, but every time they went on offense, they methodically drove down the field and scored. Travis Hunter is that guy. Shadour Sanders is that guy. And even though Colorado's defense looked kind of suspect, I mean, that was, you got to remember half their team came from the transfer portal, Um, defense is a lot harder to program and play. Uh because you're kind of guessing and if they do something slightly different or slightly off and or if you have bonehead plays where you miss tackles, those things go into effect, right? So yeah, their defense didn't do as well as we thought. But if you put the ball in the offense's hands and they can do that every drive, then you yourself have a game on your hands, right? And every time Shador got the got his hands on the ball, he basically scored. I think he was 80% on his passing, 500 uh, and so yards. I'm going to look it up right now so we can actually discuss uh, what he did. Stuart Sanders, four touchdowns, 90 QBR, 80% passing, or 81% passing rate, 510 yards, 11-yard average, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. Now... That is phenomenal against Division I competition. But people were saying that, oh, he just did that because it's TCU. But he was 71% his um, sophomore year at Jackson State. And he was uh, 66% in 2001 his freshman year at Jackson State. 3,000 yards or 3,200 yards his freshman year, 3,700 yards his sophomore year, 30 touchdowns his freshman year, 40 touchdowns in his sophomore season, and he's already at four right now. So he's on pace What four times um, 12. I think it's 12 games in a season for college, not including the bowl game, but I think they include those stats now. So let's just say... um, 15 games so he's on pace for 60 touchdowns if he keeps this up right and he could go more he could go less but by the, the way they're playing the way travis hunter is playing they had three 100 yard receivers in that game so it's not just throwing to travis hunter he is actually getting uh stuff done right he's actually uh passing the ball around being a consistent uh, quarterback, uh, playing well, and not just you know throwing to Travis Hunter and hoping that it uh, he ends up catching a ball and scoring a touchdown. He's doing everything that you're a well coached quarterback would have, and. That goes into saying about coaching and what I'm finding with flag football, you need to connect with everybody. You need to be able to coach everybody that you can. And if you don't want to play, you're out. Because I was getting our jerseys ready and I, I gave our admin our jersey order and I was like, hey, look, this is what we need. And before you ask if I'm just asking for a random amount of jerseys, these are the people that have been here and practiced at least twice. Or they spoke to me and told me that they couldn't make it or they were doing something. Uh, These are not just a blanket number of who signed up on the roster because then we would need way more jerseys. But I wasn't going to play that because... I, if you weren't here you're not going to just show up on game day and do good um especially if i don't know who you are if i knew who you were then we have we might have a deal uh you might be able to tell me that hey i do this so i won't be able to make it and most of the people that did um they were competing in other uh sports um at the time cuz we have a whole RCC Richardson corporate challenge festival going on for the entire the past two months now. So everybody does all the other events. I just do the 5k and the football. So I've been there the whole time and trying to make that connection, especially with people. We had a, we had a person that finally showed up to his first practice on Monday and he was able to quickly get on program, listen and get stuff done And that's what you want to see as a coach, the willingness to listen, the willingness to be coachable. And it's given me the itch to want to get into coaching. Now, I am, I don't know if I could ever be a teacher. You know, most of my friends that are high school coaches are also teachers. Uh, I know they say they love it and it's easy, but it's not, I don't think it's for me because I've tried in other ways and I just can't do it. But that's given me the motivation to now think about in the future to see what can I do? How can I do this? What certifications do I need? What degrees do I need to get to the point where I can at least get back into coaching or even strength and conditioning, right? And I know I need to renew a CSCS and it helps to renew your USAW1, but I need to seek out um what Else is needed. Oh, here's Georgia's schedule. Let's see One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, 15 games. So, yeah, 60 touchdowns on pace. And that's not because Shador Sanders is a great player, he has a great coach. Because you need a coach to give you all the tools you need to make good decisions, run good plays, not risk. Tell them how to to run before you, or pass before you run, making sound decisions. There's a lot that goes into coaching, especially when, uh, well, one, when you have great players. Two, especially when you have people that don't have an understanding of concepts in playing football. So, I just wanted to get here and tell you guys that I'm still here. We're still motivated. Let's keep going. Let's keep fighting. I know it's only Wednesday, but we can can finish this week strong. I got 5K tomorrow night, flag football the next day, flag football the following day, and then flag football again on Sunday, and then I'm back at it with a new program. Two eight-week programs for my 5K, and hopefully I can get under 20 minutes in December, also, my weightlifting meet here in October that I'm actually training for. I'm doing two times a week, five days a week squats. Um, and there's not just back squats and front squats. There's partials. There's Bulgarians. There's goblet and good old banded squats. I'm doing it all. I'm doing. I'm prepping, y'all. I'm. I'm in there. I'm getting. <laughs> I'm getting strong. Hopefully, so there will be a UFC podcast either tomorrow or friday morning i'm off friday morning so i might be able to record then and i will talk about the past two ufc cards in their entirety and give a little preview and some picks on the pay-per-view this weekend ufc 293 israel adesanya and sean strickland in sydney australia all right you guys So with that being said, I holla at you later. Keep grinding. You know we're about to get it. Get to the bag. Not by all means necessary, by all happiness necessary, all right? Peace.